Festival. Welcome to Before and After, hosted by the lovely Vince and myself, Spence. This is a podcast where we're going to review movies, music, shows, and games, and even talk about the news. But we're going to be talking about our expectations before we experience these things and then after to see how much we've changed or see just how much we either loved something or really hated it. Our first topic of the day is going to be the new Ted Bundy film oh, on yeah. Netflix. Zach Afron is the star of it. I mean, it's a big name to bring into that, it. That is a big name, yes. Now, Ted Bundy was a good-looking guy, apparently. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it helped him out in whatever he wanted to do. Uh, but he had a dark side, and you kind of see that in the cover of the uh, film on Netflix. What do you think about the whole thing? Well, I've been following this one for quite some time, and... It's no secret that the production has been a little troubled, shall we say. And, you know, up until the casting of Zac Efron, where everybody's just like, okay, you got the wrong guy for this. Um, I personally don't think they did. Who would uh, play it better, do you think? You know, I honestly, I always love playing the game of like, oh, hey, do you think this person would be as good as this? But it's really hard to picture when somebody else is going to be like when they're saying like, oh, let's cast the next Wolverine. Who do you want? I'm just like, well, hold on. Let me see who you got first. And then I'll go from there. And then I'll say I hate them. But uh, now real quick, do you think it matters because Zach Efron, he's done, you know, so many things just from being a teenager till now that we keep seeing him in older roles. Is that a problem to play him as Ted Bundy? Right. Should we get like a new fresh, uh, not big time actor just yet? I personally really like that he's going for something really different here. A lot of times you'll see an actor like, you know, Adam Sandler. If oh, all of a sudden, if all of a sudden he does like these hardcore drama roles or something like that, I would be so shocked the entire time. I'm just like, no, you're the guy from 51st Dates. This isn't this isn't right. But I feel like Zac Efron's different and I feel like I feel like he can suspend the disbelief long enough for us to enjoy this thing I, I i believe that i think that's a good way to put that now yeah. the rest of the film wise what are you expecting what are people like saying about it so <laughs> for starters uh the title extremely wicked incredibly uh evil and vile or i believe this is the title yep. of it yeah that's gotta go <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding is it fine at ted bundy uh, you know, ever since the review of the first few trailers, everybody's just like, well, you're making him to be too nice, too dreamy. He's too friendly and whatnot, which is like what every book was about, like Stranger Beside Me and everything like that. And I think that I'm hoping that once people see it, including myself, that it won't be like that and that you don't romanticize this character who's obviously horrible as the title suggests yeah i think 20 minutes into the film you should find out yes. why he's bad but was there really a need to make a movie out of it after netflix already did the documentary yeah exactly with the director uh directed the uh conversations with a killer the ted bondi tapes or something like that i i feel like they cover so much now i have seen that i feel like they cover so much of his backstory and just like how he grew up and whatnot. Well, that's like making a murder yeah. on Netflix, which exactly. they've done before. Okay. Yeah, just like that. So that's what they did. And, you know, I don't really know what else this movie can cover. I just hope that whatever they do, that it's it, it's exciting. Let's just say that. In the thing you watched, did they show any pictures or show how gruesome he was? 
Now, I have only seen a few stills, a few uh, pictures of it. And it's like him with like, I believe it's his wife and his kid. And it's like little kid's birthday party. So it's just like, oh, this guy looks friendly. And uh, yeah, I I don't want to say that it's just like, oh, I agree with people. They're making him out to look too nice or something. But uh, that that image is it's going to be chilling to just see where he goes. So I. I'm not going to lie. I'm interested. I'm interested. All right. So for the next episode, we're going to fully review that one. So far, I mentioned to you right before we started, it made $165,000 US dollars. <laughs> so obviously Netflix threw it out there thinking it could get an award. Do you think yeah. it will before we even see it? Well, based on reviews, uh, it's a little mixed. Now, that's to say a movie like this hasn't ever gotten an award just from mixed reviews. People get that all the time. However, I think it's a little troublesome to see the box office on this thing. You know, Netflix tried to get a production company to release this in theaters or not Netflix. The the filmmakers tried to find a production company and ultimately couldn't find one. And then they tossed it to Netflix. Oh, that's how that happened? Yeah. I believe it was Voltage is the production. Okay. And that's a little, whenever you see that, that's not a good sign because then that means, oh, we don't think we're going to make our money back on this. So, you know, the reviews are one thing, but seeing a general lack of disinterest, I feel like I got to, I got to go the under 50% on that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, we'll do the full review. As I mentioned, this next one we're going to go into is what's next for Marvel. We just saw Avengers Endgame. We saw that. Yes, we did. Uh, you know plenty more about that than I do. What comes next? I know we have Spider-Man in a few months, July. Uh, yeah. Uh, beginning of July. Early July. What What do they do? I keep seeing things about the kids that they showed in Endgame coming up and filling those roles. Yes. Or what's next? So Kevin Feige, the whole head of Marvel movies, has said that he's going to announce Phase 4, the next set of movies, after Spider-Man releases. So as of right now, we don't know anything concrete. However, we can make a few guesses like James Gunn has been hired by Marvel again after the whole firing thing. And so we can just assume Guardians 3 is going to happen. We can also assume that if Sony ups the deal again with Disney, we can get more Spider-Man. In terms of more solo movies like that, uh, obviously Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2. Uh, they've been talking about wanting to do uh, to implement an Asian American character into the MCU. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, they're going to introduce Shang-Chi, the Kung Fu master that so many people know about. <laughs> yeah, my uh, the look on my face showed that. Um, yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah, I had so many, so it's... many action figures of him as a kid. <laughs> it seems like they want to diverse uh, the people that they have in there, the superheroes in there. Yes, absolutely. We've been seeing that for quite some time, and they've been saying that for quite some time. We need more diversity, more involvement in this thing. And I feel like Phase 4, we're really going to see a lot of that. And now in Endgame, they cut out, or because they left out the person from uh, 13 Reasons Why, and she was supposed yes. to play something. I forgot what it was. It's rumored. Spoilers for again, that she was going to play Tony Stark's daughter in the future. I remember in uh, Infinity War when Thanos makes the snap, all of a sudden he's in like this orange room with little Gamora and she's just like, what did it cost, daddy? Everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> oh, good on you. 
they were going to do that again with Tony. And oh. it was going to be the future daughter saying, hey, it's okay that you made this decision. And they eventually uh, cut that out because they didn't want to feel like repetitive since it's basically part two. It's just like, hey, we already saw this. I would have liked that because he did do. Yeah, I really I thought that was a good. It idea. would have made sense. It would have been cool. Yeah. So I would have been I would have been really excited to see that. But, you know, they cut it out. It's the runtime wasn't exactly short. No. It, did it hit three hours on the dot? I believe it was three hours and two minutes. That's counting credits. Oh, OK. So subtract like 10 minutes from that. But watching it. You know, I'm not the biggest fan. You are. I could have watched more. Yeah, honestly, I was expecting a little bit more. I felt some things were a little bit rushed. And I don't know. When DVDs come out, I'm a huge DVD guy. Physical media for life. Um, <laughs> I would. I, you know, I'm really hoping that they include some of those deleted scenes like they usually do. And I, oh, yeah, there has to be a lot. I would imagine. You know, they said they shot like nine plus hours of just movie footage. Like. I kind of want to see that. See, I know in Endgame, a lot of people go, were gone for most of the film. I just don't think we yes. got enough of everybody. Yes. I f and that's with all Avengers movies. I mean, I feel like you can't focus on one character. I think that's a lot of people had a lot of gripes with uh, Age of Ultron. They're just like, hey, why is it all about Hulk and Black Widow? Which I was okay with. But, uh, you know, you're going to see that in a lot of Avengers movies. And, you know, that's why they're usually not people's favorites that you can't focus on more, just more, because you have to look at the grander scale, a larger cast and obviously a larger villain. So is that why you have to delve into the comic books? Yes, that definitely helps. Whenever you see something and you're just like, oh, I want more. The comics can be can be a great place to get more of that because there's so many different universes or oh, there's so many writers that do it none of the stories you know yes absolutely it uh however you know a lot of people don't necessarily do that you usually think oh after the movies these comic sales got to be booming they're not <laughs> comic book shops are closing left right and sideways so in terms of oh can we expect to see that in the future i hope so i hope hope we'll still get other forms of enjoying these characters other than just the movies every five years. But, uh, you know, I think we'll see in the future. Now, the next topic, we're going to jump from Marvel to DC. We have a new Batman, maybe, as yeah. in Robert Pattinson. If you don't know who that is, you were Team Edward when you were a teenager <laughs> or a kid. That's him. Robert Pattinson is, it looks like he's going to be the new Batman. And just like the Ted Bundy thing, that can go both ways. What have you heard? So everything that we've heard is that it's between him and Nicholas Holt for who's going to be Batman. But it looks like Robert Pattinson's drawing a bigger crowd. Definitely. It seems like he's the final choice, at least from our perspective. And uh, that isn't without its uh, backlash from the, you can call them fans. <laughs> um, you know, I, in terms of what I think about this, Every single Batman that's been cast up until Michael Keaton, everybody seems to want something different. We saw with Michael Keaton in that he's a comedic actor and that the last movie that he did was Mr. Mom. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, it's, that was the last one? It's not Batman. I was thinking Birdcage. It's definitely not Batman. But <laughs> So I feel like yeah, I love that movie personally. Birdman. Sorry. 
That's when he was in uh, Birdcage. Yes. There we go. Birdman. Uh, where he plays another winged guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Val Kilmer had some backlash. Uh, George Clooney, for sure, had backlash. It, it didn't seem like he enjoyed it. I read some things. He wasn't too happy with yeah, that. He was definitely. He Apparently, he refunded the price of like admission to go see it to his friends that saw it and oh, said, hey, no. by the way, that was horrible. Why did you do this? See, I thought it was great. I watched it as a kid. As a kid, um, you love it? Yes. I recently went back and watched it. It's not too good. It's, it looks a little bit cheesier, maybe. Absolutely. And he reached out to Robert Pattinson and said, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. I don't know. Yeah. He shared his experiences. I thought that was interesting. We, uh, I think we even heard the same with Ben Affleck of saying, hey, don't do this. It's not worth it. I didn't want Ben Affleck to do it personally. Now, but <laughs> I didn't want Ben Affleck either. However, as a comic fan, he's not my favorite Batman. That's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's just great. He's fantastic. Um, but even with Ben Affleck, we got the most comic accurate Batman possible without the killing. Um, I feel like that needs to be, but throughout that movie, the whole, it's referencing a novel called the dark Knight returns. And honestly, he did a good job with that. So he's not my favorite, but Ben Affleck, he did a really good job and I wasn't on board with him the whole time either, but I really like what he did with that was, did he get more negative feedback just because he followed the dark Knight? And how great of a trilogy that was. I think it def there's definitely that aspect. And also, people didn't like the movie Daredevil. Now, I don't know what they're talking about. I love that movie. Still a great movie. I'm I, still confused I, at what yeah, went wrong. I don't understand. But I think anybody following the Dark Knight trilogy has a lot to live up to. Especially if you're going to play the Joker like Joaquin Phoenix is. That's just too hard. I do not envy those people. But, you know, I feel like... A lot of people are getting they're really they're not happy with the whole Robert Pattinson thing and they're not afraid to show it on Twitter. And personally, yeah, Team Edward is not my first choice to be Batman. If you had to pick someone, who would it be? You know, I think a while ago we heard Army Hammer. Uh, he did the social network and uh, the Lone Ranger. Uh, also, Call Me By Your Name, which all I like those movies. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, a while ago we heard his name as possibly, oh, he could be the next Batman. And I wasn't hating it. I, I'm okay with that. Shouldn't Batman be a role that so many people want to be and reach out for? They yes. should have a huge pool of actors. Yes, absolutely. And I feel, I'm sure there is a much larger pool than just these two people. But I feel like once you follow something so big as the Dark Knight trilogy was, it ain't going to be easy going into that thing. And I'm sure so many actors have originally have wanted to be Batman or any role for that matter, not just superheroes. And they're just like, well, do I want to follow this thing? Due to how much how much success and just popularity it's garnered. I like the I like the feel of a dark, realistic superhero movie because after Dark Knight, Suicide Squad came out. Yes. And I knew nothing about Suicide Squad. I figured it'd be a little bit more realistic and it wasn't. It was that cheesier yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I just compare everything to the Dark Knight trilogy. I just like that realism. It's, it's too. hard not to. It's hard not to. Once you've seen something so spectacular, you're just like, oh, every movie should be like this. And when it's not, there's a lot of disappointment. Yeah. See, I think Christopher Nolan just changed the movie industry with three movies. Absolutely. Even before then, I've gone back and watched some of his older ones like Memento holy cow this guy is good he's good 
And you know, speaking of Christopher Nolan, a lot of people are hating the whole Robert Pattinson thing. However, apparently after Twilight, he's done a lot of small indie films like uh, Rover and uh, The Lost City of Z, which I haven't seen personally, but supposedly those are very good. He's even turned heads such as Christopher Nolan. He's going to be the lead in the next Christopher Nolan movie, which I believe is due out next summer. When you got the attention of that guy, I don't I'm not worried at all. You're doing something right. Yeah, you're not doing something wrong when Christopher Nolan says I need to work with you. And Robert Panson wise, uh, I keep hearing things. He wasn't the biggest fan of the Twilight series. So, you know, he's yes. seeking more quality, yes, more quality work. Like, no, I'm not going to bash on Twilight right now, but right. he has the look for Batman. Yeah, he uh, does. That, that jaw. Everybody needs that jaw. Because Ben Affleck did not. <laughs> he kind of just pudged out. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he he's good. I think he'll be great. Um, he would be the youngest Batman ever played. What, 32, 34, something around that? Yes, I believe so. Um, do they make him look older? I, I saw one thing that said they might make him older. I didn't understand why they would try and go that route with a young yeah. actor. I'm a little disappointed in that. In that, you know, we just got an older Batman. I'm not calling Ben Affleck, you know, super old, but he ain't young. He was like that post-Dark Knight-ish yeah. age. And, you know, even throughout the movie of justice league he's saying oh i'm getting too old for this i'm just like yeah i can tell the murtaugh rule so i wouldn't mind a younger batman and i feel like if we if we do get robert pattinson or whoever we get you know give us something different here give us younger because christian bell wasn't super young either He was in the middle that still playboy kind of type of batman yes which we didn't we didn't get that from ben affleck no (laughs) we didn't get that he broke up with jennifer gardner that was the end of that (laughs) young wise uh gotham on the cw yes if you want to count it doesn't count it as batman basically because he's just bruce wayne right up until batman's that's the final uh episode um so we have that we'll jump up to around the 30s with robert pattinson but what we've seen just about every notable bad guy uh that batman could face what does Robert Pattinson do? Well, unfortunately, the stuff that I've been reading, it's it's going to be the Penguin and Catwoman. That's been done already. And it's, Catwoman's been, this would be the third Catwoman on screen. And it would be the second Penguin. And not only that, those two have been together in the same movie with Danny DeVito and um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And I forgot she did it. Was it Halle Berry did it too? Oh, she had her own movie. Oh my gosh, I forgot that about that. That's an old one. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I'm sure a lot of people want to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe her too. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that would be the to be the fourth Catwoman. I mean, I, it's, I it's would tough. love something new. Batman, you know. You obviously know all of his enemies because you read the comics. Right. So there's different people than what you see in the cinematic universe. Yes. But for people who don't have that background, do they keep wanting to see the same people? That's true. I, for people like me, I want to see something, you know, like, give me the calendar, man. Like, let's go. And I feel like other people watching that, they're just going to be like, what the heck is this? This is not Joker or something like that. And personally for me, I, I see an over-reliance on the main characters, your two faces, your penguins, your jokers, as awesome as the Joker is. The Joker's great. Would you count Scarecrow as a main villain? No, I wouldn't. Because that was the first Dark Knight. That was the first Batman Nolan Begins. Movie. And I think him cool. and Razagul, like those are great, great people to have in your movies. Even Bane, he's not 
top tier quality. But he was even in uh, the George Clooney Batman. Yes, he was. And obviously one was done much, much better. Uh, you know, personally, I see I wouldn't mind it if they went a different direction with this. But you got to keep in mind, you know, they say only two percent of the movie going audience is, you know, comic readers for these superhero movies. Ninety eight percent is just the general public. What do they want? Do they want something familiar or would you take a risk with something new? I'm sure Warner Brothers is seeing this Robert Pattinson thing as a risk in and of itself. So. I could understand them wanting to go a different route and just be like, you know what? Give give the villains something. Give the audience villains that they've seen before. That way they can connect better to it. And, you know, I'm okay with that. Now, Batman-wise, if you had to put a number on the amount of Batmans you will see uh, for the rest of your lifetime, like how long do they keep going with the Batman story until it's just, you know, used up? You know, I, Christopher Nolan, I, he wrote this letter right when he finished The Dark Knight Rises. And he it was something around the lines of Batman is a character that thrives in recreation. And these so many different takes on Batman. There's no denying we're going to get several Batman. Uh, same with Spider-Man. That sounds weird to say. It kind of did. Um, with Batman, you can kind of go the Logan route. Absolutely. Because they took that up to completion and they took care of logan i feel like there's a lot of characters where it's just like you know like the hellboy movie it's like how much material do you have to tap that this is his third movie and it's just like okay if you were to do a fourth where do you go from here whereas batman i feel like you know he just recently hit his 1000th issue of comics just a few months ago i feel like there will be no shortage of batman stories and i feel like overall the public i don't think they're going to be sick of this guy anytime soon so i i don't see us getting ever tired or sick of batman and i personally am am really excited about that all right we'll leave that one right there and we'll take a quick break from movies and move on to someone you're very fond of very very fond of well you know maybe i'm just a casual fan (laughs) uh taylor swift I know we are starting this podcast now. She released her latest single about a month ago. It was April 26th. Yes, it was. Same day as Endgame. Yes, everything was on that Friday. Everything was on that Friday. (laughs) Tough Friday for if you were a fan of any of those things. But she released the song Me uh, for our music little review here. What do you think about me? Okay. I feel like to preface this, I have to say that. Spelling is fun. That part can get deleted out of the song and it'd be better, but continue. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that, that could go. Um, I feel like to preface this, I should say that I was a big fan of Reputation. Not that I didn't like it. It's just that, you know, I was, it just wasn't the same. It was something different. I'm glad that she tried something different, to be honest. So right when I saw the music video to this thing, and I saw Karen the snake slithering. I'm just like, oh no, here we go again. And then, you know, the whole French scene. And then she starts singing. And it's in that same kind of like hushed quality of like delicate. And at first I was just like, oh no, this is just, this is just some rehashings of, of reputation. This is a song that just didn't make the cut or something like that. And then it starts. 
Oh my gosh. I absolutely love it. Are you more of a fan of the video or the song? Um, or is it all together? You know, I'm going to say all together. The okay. video the video and the song. You know, you, you feel like just watching this thing, you can't not have a smile on your face. It's just silly fun of you know, it just like you know, watching the music videos of You Belong With Me or 22. It's just gosh, this is fun. This one, it kind of brought back because when I was younger, um, we were both younger, music videos were more popular. Yeah. You would wait for the release of that. The oh, last yeah. one I can think of is Gangnam Style. It, you should look at the amount of views in Gangnam Style. Yeah. Um, but Taylor Swift, everyone looked forward to the live viewing of this video for me. Yes, they did. And you, you mentioned the smile thing. The second the snake burst into butterflies, uh, it was wonderful. Right when, right when you see that, you're just like, okay, I think we're getting something different here. Or something old here, and you know, just it, I know it's I know it's kind of corny. You know, hey kids, spelling is fun. Uh, I know it's I know it's considered you know bubble gum or whatever you want to call it. Bubble gum, yes. But gosh, it's good to be back. It's good. What did you think about it? I loved every second of it. Uh, I'm I don't listen to a ton of Panic at the Disco, but I've heard enough, and I love Brandon Yuri. Oh, that voice. He's it's incredible. He's down one of the best singers. The range he can hit. No denying that. And I love the choice for him to be in there. He kind of, they work off of each other really well. I feel like they do, yeah. I, you know, just the just the way his voice, honestly, his voice can compliment anybody. I was watching a video, it was like some vocal expert reviewing, he just reviews nothing but Brandon Yuri songs, and he reviewed this one, and he was just saying, now he knows a lot of these music terms, you know, falsettos and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But he was just saying, and he was playing small clips of all the different sounds and voices that Brendan Urie can do. Holy cow, this guy is amazing. I was kind of hoping he'd be in more songs on her new album. I don't know about you. Yeah, originally, whenever you hear about a Taylor Swift collaboration, you got Ed Sheeran, you got Future, and... Trying to think of yeah, she did multiple with Ed Sheeran, I yeah, believe. Two with Ed Sheeran, then one Future with Future. Was, yep. And I'm trying, I hope I'm not I'm blanking anybody. on it, but there's maybe one more. There might be one more. Um, and, you know, those aren't bad, but they're not my favorites. This one, this is some top tier. You know, originally, if you're just like, do you want any more collaborations with anybody? I would say, no, just focus on her. However, after hearing Brendan Urie, it's like, I'm so on board if they want to do more of this. They work really well. The other one was yeah. John Mayer. Uh, but I John believe Mayer. it was his song. Yes, it was. And she had a limited role. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind more. They said the album title, or it was the next song. It was one of the two, but the word yes. is inside the video in the song for me. I feel like with, uh, you know, there's a ton of fans of people that are just, they're going to try and speculate. They're, they're going to surf through the video. They're going to try and find... Uh, the you know because Taylor Swift is known for all of her Easter eggs that she puts in her videos, and even even what she like wears to award shows, people are just like, "Oh, does that mean something?" And she'll say, "Yes, it does." So I'm really I'm excited about that, and you know I'll comb through the video, and that now I haven't been a a fan for a, a long time, you know maybe almost two years now. So in terms of my background knowledge of, oh, this is referencing this or whatever, it's not it's not that deep. I think she's great at that PR wise. 
She creates such a following around everything she does. It certainly builds the hype. But in terms of like, oh, do you have any guesses of what the next album could be? Other than that giant sign that was said lover. You think it'll be lover? (laughs) I don't know. That sounds a little weird. I heard something about Kaleidoscope because Kaleidoscope. Yeah, I've heard that one. Brandon Urie opens his jacket or it's her Mm -hmm. one of the two. And you go through this entire Kaleidoscope world. Looked awesome in the video. Yes. Do they actually say the word in there in the song? I don't think so. Uh, Yeah. I heard another person say that, you know, a single or an album could be called Time. And I remember watching it. I'm just like, I don't remember seeing the word time anywhere. Apparently, it's written somewhere in the clouds at some point. Like, okay, that's too much for me. But, you know, there's no shortage. I'm sure it's nothing that obvious, though. And I'm sure it's a lot smaller than that. I saw somebody said that a single could be called London Lover because, you know, she's sitting on top of like a a unicorn gargoyle or whatever in Paris, but the background is London and it says lover. Personally, I'm just like, it's a little on the nose, I think. A little bit. (laughs) I think that that's just a bit much. What came to mind was you kind of have to look at where she is at in her life, reputation being the most obvious. Where is she at now? Because I believe she has a boyfriend. It's not talked about as much. Yes. Joe Alwyn, uh, the actor. Doesn't sound like he's great. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's in a lot of uh, like Oscar caliber movies. All right. Maybe we'll review him one day. Yeah. So I'm hoping to see him one day. But in terms of like anything big he's been in. No, there's nothing that major. You know, I feel like with the reputation era. You know, everybody saw it's just like the whole Twitter thing with, I think it was Kim Kardashian or whatever. Kim Kardashian and then her husband, yeah. Now, that was before I was a huge fan, so I didn't know too much about that. But apparently, she, like, she deleted all social media accounts and whatever and wasn't wasn't super happy in, you know, just where she was in life. Whereas this one, I feel like she's in a much better place. We're just, it's just, it's a fun world that that video paints of of all the colors and you know even at the end with those explosion of waterfalls it's just like you don't tell me you're not happy right now taylor so we'll get a much happier album from taylor swift i'm looking forward to it do we have a release date yet or time in mind so she was on ellen recently yes i watch ellen oh doesn't (laughs) ellen's fantastic don't worry about it and you know that was one of the questions of when's when can we expect the next single and when's the album and Taylor said, well, we don't know yet. Now, originally, I was thinking, oh, well, if we're promoting singles now, I mean, it could be out in the summer. That's not out of the realm of possibility. But now if she's saying, well, we don't know yet. Like, they're still working on it. Like, oh, it might be a while. Well, with me, I know Cats were a big part of the cover in the video. Oh, yeah. And her movie Cats recently yes. came out. Or it will this Friday, something like that. So they kind of rushed that to get that uh, to promote the movie. I would think so, yeah, a little bit. But uh, sounds like we have some time. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm taking all the time in the world. Just get it right. It, I, I, she's never not gotten anything right where it says like, "Oh, this is horrible." So you know, just keep doing what you're doing is what I would say. And it's, I'll, I'll wait patiently. You know, we've gotten a taste with me, and it was fantastic. So you know what? If this is just a sign of what's more to come, I can't wait. All right, now switching back to movies here. Not a lot of show reviews just yet, but going back to movies, we have some IGN news. John Wick 3 came out recently. Oh, yeah. It did fantastic. It said it beat Avengers, which that caught my eye. And then I read the article and it said it 
beat it in its fourth weekend or something. Well, there's lines. more to that, though. There is more to that. You know, uh, what was the IGN thing again? It said, oh, number wise, I'll have to find it. But it said they made more in that one. John Wick made more in its opening weekend than Avengers did in its fourth weekend, which I don't know why right. it was newsworthy. That, yeah, that's what it was. So, you know, originally John Wick beat Avengers like, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. Draws you in. It, it made like 50 million domestically, which is good by any measure. Movies would kill to make that. It's the most out of uh, in the John Wick series yes. so far. And that's the big part. You know, people are just like, oh, it beat Avengers. Yeah, but Avengers was in its fourth week. And with with it beating the other ones, though, that is a huge, you know, John Wick, as popular as it is, it doesn't make a lot of money. Now, they don't make it for a lot of money, so that's fine. But it's not really a, a cash cow. No. But, but now that you see, oh, it doubled the last two movies, like, that's fantastic. Now, John Wick was, isn't it an original character? As far as I know, yeah. Then I think they're doing great. Oh, absolutely. Because the next thing I was going to bring up is that they already announced part four. Yes, they did. What, a couple of days after part three came out? Yeah. So, once, they, once they saw the opening weekend. Yeah, they're, they're, they're we can do it like, again. You know, I think the fans want this thing. We're doing it for them. <laughs> I think our wallets want it more. <laughs> well, it looks like they're releasing it in May, uh, May 21st of 2021. So we got a couple of years to wait for it. Yeah, that's that's just under two years it's a quick turnaround that's not that bad at all for the amount of uh action scenes and deaths you have to film yes (laughs) it can't be easy filming those but you know it beating avengers yes that's kind of a big deal we're seeing this trend throughout all the movie industry of opening weekend is when people mostly see these movies and not just blockbusters but you know if somebody hasn't seen a movie by its third week you know that person's probably not going to see it. Yeah, Avengers. You know, I think it, I, I think it shattered the opening weekend record by you know a couple hundred million. Just a few. Just some pocket change. Yeah. <laughs> and you know we're seeing this massive shift of everybody's got to see it first. And for Endgame, for me, it was well, I don't want this thing spoiled. But yes, that was the biggest thing. But I feel like just by looking at how well John Wick Three is done. Even if it doesn't make too much money in these later weeks, you can't not be impressed with how well this thing is doing. And it's kind of Reeves, too. Oh, absolutely. He brings a quality to it. He's fantastic. The other thing, so John McThrew just came out. People wanted more. They're making a TV show. They've already hinted towards it. Yeah, I've heard that. But they used the word spinoff with it and said he'll be involved. Yeah. Because they made it seem like he's not going to play John Wick. I don't like. Do you feel that same way when I say spinoff and involved? You know, I feel like when you say a TV show about a movie, you know, well, things are going to change. You're probably not going to get the main actor. So you're probably going to take it in a different direction. You know, you're going to focus on different people. I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did that when they announced we're going to have a TV show set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was just like, let's go. Chris Hemsworth, let's let's do this thing. No, nope. The main character, (laughs) the main character was Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson, which Yes, that show's had good episodes, but it wasn't what everybody was expecting. So hearing a John Wick TV show, you can't not be a little excited for that, but I am going to be a little cautious about that. In other IGN news, uh, more people reprising their roles. So we saw Thor is going to be doing it. He's going to be in a uh, 
part three of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. They hinted towards that towards the end of Endgame. Yeah. I forgot the phrase he used to what he called them because him oh, and Chris he, Pratt were talking about who's the leader. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was, a, it was a funny exchange at the end. There is real good. Uh, recently, Chris Hemsworth, he kind of hinted at a possibility of a Thor 4. Didn't Asgard get blown up in three or something? Yeah. That literally set him up on the everything ship. Everything is gone. His life. <laughs> there is new His Asgard or something. Horrible. Yes. He's lost everything. So, Except weight. Yeah. He, yeah. He gained some of that in Endgame. Now, I wanted to ask you for Endgame, did they put that suit on him, make him the way he was because he couldn't bulk up enough while he was filming Men in Black? You know, I've heard that. And honestly, I don't know. Because that would be a lot to do in the computer wise to make him look yeah. natural and big like he normally is. I have no idea. I would that would be something I'd love to hear some commentary about from Joe Anthony Russo about this thing of seeing we'll call him Fat Thor. Fat Thor is fine. <laughs> seeing that I wanna know I wanna know a little backstory about that. How how did Chris Hemsworth was this his idea? Because he's had a lot of creative control over Thor. You know, he wants to turn it from more of a from a, a, a serious role to more of a comedic role. I like it, though. You can't say it's not good. He's really good as comedy. He's one of the people that, it, just like Tony Stark, um, they play that role really well. Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. They're made for it. It's hard to see anybody else as these characters. And that's a hard trap to get into. You know, oh, we're going to get a new Captain America. It's like, <gasps> you're getting rid of Chris Evans? <laughs> It, but you got to be optimistic and you know just looking back of like gosh you know these characters robert downey jr chris evans chris hemsworth they're all fantastic and so yeah i'm a little disappointed that some of them are leaving but you know i'm really glad that chris hemsworth is gonna stick around for a little bit it, it'll lessen the blow a little bit because so many yes so many key actors yes. are done i oh, it's gonna be really hard to see a movie without just the big names. It's just like, oh, no. But I think these will be the Avengers series will be something everyone will watch going forward. No Absolutely. matter how many years ahead. Absolutely. I feel like the you know people were saying Iron Man, the first one, the first movie, the MCU came out in 2008. That long ago. Yeah. It's you know, it's been 10 plus years. You know, that's more than half my life. Exactly. At this point. And it's crazy to think about, you know, as we grew up, we grew up with them. This is our cast these are our people it's incredible to think about just what they did with it it's so i'm a little it's it hurt the ending there to see some of them leave and but it was just a testament of just time we've just had so much time with these people and it just felt like home so i really hope that wherever they take it next that we can build that same relationship with these people I agree with that. And talking about reprising roles, lessening the blow of many people leaving. Two more reprise their roles. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is Bucky. Yeah. It looks like they're going to be doing something with Disney Plus in yeah. August of 2020. Now, there's an, in an interesting case of a couple of TV shows that are going to be set inside the MCU, but it's all the original cast returning. That I'm really looking forward to. And they said they're keeping the episode count low, I believe. Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, I think, is only or Winter Soldier, uh, yeah, and Falcon is only six episodes. That sounds a little low to me. A little bit. There's so many people, even just sitting in the theater during Endgame. Everyone raved about Bucky for yes. however long he was in it—four minutes, five yes. minutes. 
10 seconds 10 seconds regardless <laughs> like I, I think he does need his own thing for how much people already love him from his limited role yeah i know he did plenty with captain america but the falcon is he going to draw that much of a crowd i don't know and you know both of these characters have been captain america in the comics before so i feel like no matter which way they take it make sure you're making the right decision i'm not saying one's better than the other it's like oh no anthony mackie should be captain america no 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 sebastian sand should be captain america but wherever they take it just have an idea of where you're going with this and i don't want to say you know listen to the fans because then you get that sonic problem oh man oh don't worry we'll change it right away so wherever you go just just have a plan and be confident with it and and i'm sure it'll be just fine I think the fans, just to build off what you said, fans are getting too involved. The Sonic thing, yes, they changed that Absolutely. right away. Absolutely. Game of Thrones, don't watch it, so I can't, I won't elaborate too much on it, but so Same. many people petitioned to get season eight changed. Yeah, literally refilmed, rewritten, get different writers, get different everybody, redo it. How would you feel as those people, like, we're not going to redo everything we just did, even for the longest battle in uh, cinematic history. Right. That took months to film. I... There should be a limited role for the audience, I believe. You know, I feel like with whenever as an audience you're talking about creators, you're always just like, oh, it needs to be their vision, their one, you know, goal of everything they create. And you hear things with studio interference, any Transformers movie, except Bumblebee. Yes, yes, of yes. Them being just like, you know, this is a really bad idea when other people tell you what to do. And I feel like so, you know, as a fan, you're just like, oh, they should have all the creative control in the world. But then when you see something you don't like, well, then the tables are turned. Then, oh, no, 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 no. It needs to be like this. It's really hard to do. But as fans, you got to not. I know the Sonic thing. And yes, that Sonic looked horrible. There was a much need to change. So that one is a that know, one anomaly. I'm going to let slide for now. But as fans, I feel like. You know, as filmmakers, if they go and say, okay, we'll change it, I feel like that sets a bad precedent for the future. Because think about this Game of Thrones thing. It'll never happen. Remaking season eight, I believe. Oh, they're done. But imagine if they did. Oh, don't worry. We'll go back and change that too. And you're putting just so much control into the fans. And these fans, you know, they've been they've been with it since the start of anything. And I feel like they have a lot of they have a lot of love and they have a lot of, you know, just interest in these characters. But you got to just just let it play out. You know, I've seen things in movies where I'm just like, well, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, that's a bad idea. But as fans, you got to understand that's what the filmmaker wanted. So, yes, Sonic is hideous. But for some odd reason, there's a reason he looks like that. So if if we see filmmakers going back on their decisions. I feel like it could set a bad precedent for the future, but what do you think about that? Uh, I don't see it in a lot of popular other movies. So Avengers, I, I haven't heard anything with that, but yeah. social media is such a big problem with it. That's yeah. how Sonic got changed. Absolutely. The whole Twitter campaign or whatever that was. That was huge. So I think that just needs to be lessened. If they're going to do that, stick with what they're doing. Cause there's a reason every scene in a movie has a reason and everything and every prop has a reason to be in there. So just stick with it. And Couldn't have said it better. Game of Thrones, they killed off important characters in the end. Some people didn't like that. Yeah, which that's what the show's notorious <laughs> for doing. <laughs> Nothing was fair in Game of Thrones. Right. So you just have to deal with that at certain points. I know seeing that death and 
things related to it is tough. Absolutely. But it, it might be needed. Especially if it's like your favorite character or something leaving. But just see it through. See it up until the end. You know, people were petitioning, oh, remake season eight. I'm pretty sure after the first few episodes here, it's like, it's not even done yet. Hold on. We got a lot more. Every episode was an hour and a half or so. Oh, Plenty more to show. So long. I feel like see it up until the end and then you can make any you know judgments you want but don't force anybody don't force them to do everything that you want that could be bad now with game of thrones nobody complained or game of thrones people do complain oh, people complain avengers um endgame took a little while to come out a lot of people are speculating captain america was gonna die instead of iron man oh they've been speculating that one since i believe uh was it avengers 2 where they're just like oh it's so it's over cap's gonna die in this one day <laughs> i wasn't ready for it then still not ready now oh i'm never ready for that but it didn't seem like there's you know people aren't petitioning to get it changed that robert downey jr's character is just done you know right so what's the difference between those two films they're both extremely popular you know I what think, i mean i think it's the fan service you have so many references of so many things in Endgame where you can't not just look at it and be like, you know, this one's for the fans. Whereas with Sonic, you'll see that image of him and you're just being like, you know, as a Sonic fan, I don't ever remember him looking like that. His legs were too thick. They were too normal looking everything, like a person. Everything just looked weird about him. Oh, man. He had like weird teeth. He had like people teeth or something yeah, like that. They tried to make him look real, but it's Sonic the Hedgehog. It's already it's, not real it's, in the first place. It's crazy. Stick with it. It's zany. Just I think that's why, you know, this uh, Detective Pikachu is doing so well of that's for the fans. Now, I'm not a big uh, Pokemon fan, but I can't help but notice and be like, you know, that looks just like the image on you know you'll see on the trading cards and whatnot. Yeah, so why just, wouldn't they do that with Sonic? I feel like the filmmakers needed a sense of you know we need to do this for the fans because they're the ones that are going to see it first. And when you go against them, I don't want to say backstab. When you <laughs> go against them, that's not that's not a good start. So I feel like with the Avengers, what it what they've been able to do is you know since the start of it with Iron Man. Everything about this has just been that universe building aspect of getting these characters and getting the audience involved with it, where that anything that happened in the end, whether you didn't in Endgame, whether you didn't like it or not, you can't help but notice, just be like, you know, this, this is the culmination, this is the end of everything, and it's for us. And you, you might not like some decisions that they go about with it, but you can't help but notice and just be like, well, you know, it was a real good ride. So I feel like it, you need to, you not don't do everything your fans say, but pay attention to them. Like with Sonic, just, just pay attention. <laughs> well, with that, that's going to do it for this first episode of before and after we mentioned earlier, we're going to do a full review in the next episode for Ted Bundy yes. on Netflix, Zach Efron with his eight pack. I don't know <laughs> if Ted Bundy had an eight pack, but We'll talk about that in the next episode. Thank you for listening. I'm Vince. And I'm Spence. We'll tune in next time. Bye-bye.